In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. This feast uh, is somber but joyful. It's hard to not be somber after uh, hearing that, that gospel lesson, uh, the, the time, the moment of the crucifixion of Christ in front of Pilate and, and um, our Lord's uh, death. Uh, it really, you can't help but be somber. And so the church marks this day actually as a fast day. So it is a fast day in the church today, uh, no matter what day of the week it falls. But it also is a a joyous day as well, because the Feast of the Elevation of the Cross celebrates the finding of the true cross. And so I mentioned it a little bit yesterday, but in the fourth century, uh, we have uh, uh, the Emperor Constantine and his mother Helen, who went into uh, Jerusalem to find the holy sites and to find the true cross of our Lord. And she was able to find the true cross. And they knew it was the true cross because of the miracle that that occurred with it. They did the excavation, and of course, as we heard in the gospel reading, there were three people who were crucified, uh, Christ and the two thieves. And so they found three crosses, and the account actually says that they also found the nails, and they even found the the inscription that was written uh, above Christ on the cross as well. And so all of that was included in the gospel reading this morning so that we can have all of those things in our mind as we think about them finding and retrieving the true cross. And when they found the true cross, as you might imagine, uh, the people, the faithful who were there wanted to see the cross. And so the patriarch had to lift it up in the air so that the people would be able to see and uh, think about and ponder and glory in the power of the cross uh, that they were seeing 300 years after our Lord had hung upon that cross. And yet, because of that event, everything changed. And so it's a somber day, but it's also a day of power, a day of, of seeing the Lord Uh, and and his power and his destruction of death. And so we have this this mix here in this day because the cross is something that is powerful. St. Isaac the Syrian, he actually wrote, he says, in talking about the power of the image of the cross, he says, in the case of the cross, the moment this form of the cross is depicted on a wall or on a board or is fashioned out of some kind of gold or silver or the like or carved out of wood, immediately it puts on and is filled with the divine power which was residing there at that time. And so it becomes a place of God's glory, even more so than the ark. Even more so than the ark, he says. That, that, and it, we're talking not only just about the, uh, the true cross that Macarius found, but he says any time a cross is formed, any time that cross, that cross, this cross, whatever cross that you have that you're wearing, and I would even say this cross that we make as well, there is the divine power of God that is there. We treat it that way. Remember in the baptismal service, uh, when the priest is blessing the waters of baptism, he says, let all adverse powers be crushed beneath the sign of the image of thy cross. And he makes the sign of the cross in the water that is there. 
making sure to say that nothing evil can dwell in that place because the cross has been signed over it. It is a powerful, powerful image, the cross. It has real power filled with the divine glory, as St. Isaac says. And so when we see the cross, we remember the events of the cross, the ones that we just heard. But we really, we remember the power of the cross because even in those events, we realize the truth of the gospel of Christ. We realize his voluntary passion because uh, as we have before Pilate, Christ saying, don't you know you don't really have any power unless it would have been given to you from me? the voluntary passion showing his divinity. We see his humanity, that he is fully human as well because he dies. He really does die. In the gospel, we heard that they had to break the legs of the other two thieves uh, in order to make sure that they were dead, but they didn't have to do that with Christ because he was already dead. He was crucified in the flesh, as we sang, and only someone who is fully and completely human could be crucified in the flesh. Fully divine, fully human, and yet we see a picture of his great love because we see him from the cross looking out at his mother and at John, and he gives each of them into the care of the other, thinking of others, thinking of us, thinking of his church, a picture of the love of God. So when we see the cross, we see and understand the fullness of the gospel of Christ, and that's why we lift it up on high. But not just as a memory. We need to understand that the cross has power. The cross has power. When we are feeling lonely, make the sign of the cross. When we are feeling overwhelmed, look to the cross. Make sure that we have crosses and places all around us so that we can know and behold the power of God, as we heard about in the epistle this morning. The wisdom of God, the power of God is there in the cross. In that simple image is fulfilled and summed up all of the gospel, not just in our minds, but it is something that has power and that we should use it. Don't be afraid to make the sign of the cross. In fact, when you are afraid, make the sign of the cross. Making sure that we are understanding that there is real power. One more quote from St. Isaac. He says, Whenever we gaze upon this image in the time of prayer, or when we show reverence to it, because Jesus was crucified upon it, We receive through it divine power, and we are held worthy of assistance, salvation, and ineffable good in this world and in the world to come. And so as we elevate that cross today, as we gaze at that image, remember the assistance and power and strength of God and use it whenever we need it. Look to the cross, for in the cross is where we will find our salvation. Glory to the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen.